Hello, my name is JJ Holly. I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And with me today is Melissa Boche with Entergy. Welcome to, this is our second podcast. Thanks for having me, JJ. Well, thank you for being here. This is exciting. We're going to talk about all things that are going on with the Chamber, talk a little bit about what uh, Entergy has going on in the community. And the first thing we'll talk about today is the Economic Outlook Conference. you want to give us a little rundown? Well, the Economic Outlook Conference we've been doing for over 30 years, and it's an opportunity for the Chamber to engage with both our business community and the residents to talk about all the growth that's happening, as well as some things that are emerging and coming up. Um, one of the big things I'm really excited about this year is that we're doing an innovation panel to really talk about some of the, the changes that are going on and some of the new things on the horizon for our Chamber members. That's going to be very nice. Um, I believe Congressman Brady will be there as well, our former House Ways and Means Committee Chairman which uh, not everybody has one of those mm -hmm. congressmen in their district. So he's a very, uh, very powerful guy, very well-connected in D.C. So he's going to start us off and talk about some things about the national economy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he will mention about the new NAFTA, mm -hmm. uh, which is the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, which, yeah. was, uh, which was approved. And that's obviously got huge implications for Texas, since we do most of our, a lot of our business mm -hmm. internationally. And I'm sure he will mention uh, some things about, you know, the little elections coming up. Mm -hmm. They're a lot of fun. So he's going to kick us off. It'll be a really nice day. We're really excited. And I can't yeah. wait to hear what Gil has to say for our annual workforce report. It's always right. interesting to see for our major employers what changes they've been going through. And as new businesses mm -hmm. come in, what um, additions they've helped make to the workforce in the area. That's right. And in fact, it's been interesting. We have anticipated at some point in time that with healthcare and what we're calling Medical Center North. Mm -hmm. uh, with now we have all five hospitals represented in the Woodlands, Conroe, Shenandoah area that are represented downtown. Yep. And what better way to go and have your healthcare, don't have to drive all the way downtown. If you're north of the Woodlands, even north of Houston, this is easier to get to. But now with those all being here and with MD Anderson opening up, uh, I think it was last September, last the last report from the Economic Development Partnership had oil and gas at 24% of the large employers and healthcare, I believe, was at 23%. So it'll be very curious to see if that How it outpaces flops it. around. Speaking of uh, the healthcare growth, it even brings me back to a few years ago, one of our speakers talking about for the state economy and how healthcare has really been one of the things that has held, helped us ride out some of the lower economic times mm -hmm. is the growth in healthcare industries as a state that it's been one of the largest economic drivers. So it will be interesting if this is yes. the turning point for Montgomery County this mm -hmm. year that healthcare actually outpaces it for South Montgomery County. And we've been very fortunate. A lot of people remember the oil bust in the 80s mm -hmm. and how that uh, devastated the Houston region economy. And sure. to our area's credit and our, our community leaders' credit, they recognize that we need to diversify and that's what's really exciting to see that happen because when oil does suffer, the good news is the Houston economy still grows. It just governs it a little bit. And one of the big things that we're noticing, and the Chamber is also heavily involved in as well, is the advancement of the innovation economy. Uh, we would love for people to think about the Woodlands and the Houston region in the same breath that they think about Austin and Palo Alto and Silicon Valley. That you can start a business, you can do technology advancements sure. and innovation here in this area, and we're going to have a big uh, panel on innovation, so that'll be interesting. I'm really excited for that. Some of the people that we have, I know, coming in um, are very, 
all CEOs and high-level executive directors mm -hmm. for their industry and for their companies. So we are going to be so privileged to be able to have them come share with us what's going on in their fields. Um, I would love to hear more about Gabby Rowe. I know you guys actually had a chance to meet before we she did. came into the panel, and some of the stories you were telling us were just fascinating. She, she's a you know she's a very dynamic person and uh, uh, just highly intelligent. You can tell she just has a lot of experience in this environment, and she is. Uh, and they're going. It's really neat to see the progression of this focus uh, over time. It's. Uh, there are a lot of uh, large organizations like Great Houston Partnership and Rice and the University of Houston that are involved. The University of Houston has a new technology curriculum and department, mm -hmm. and they'll be involved, and we're doing some things with them around cybersecurity and the U.S. Chamber and uh, the uh, doing some seminars on that. But it's neat to see the evolution and the collaboration of people talking about how we can help startups, but also how the big companies can innovate with technology as well sure. and now it's it's moving from what was called station houston to now the ion so she'll explain to us all how that is working it's a 300 plus million dollar investment from rice wow. and they're going to have this big complex they're actually it's great to see them renovate not build something new but renovate an older mm -hmm. building uh, just south of downtown. Yeah. So it's uh, the way they're doing that is great, and it's going to put us in a, in a really good position. Very exciting. I'm also really excited to hear about Tony Nash, which I know one of our co-chairs, Kyle, connected us with, mm -hmm. and he does artificial intelligence. And so I think especially um, giving our theme, which I don't think we've actually said what the theme was no. this year, but is innovation solution, innovative solutions with a diverse community. Mm -hmm. And so being able to hear how artificial intelligence is starting to play into business and industry, mm -hmm. I think really touches to that theme. And I'm really excited because I just don't know a whole lot about that topic, but to mm -hmm. be hearing what they have been doing and what uh, innovation they're making mm -hmm. in their field as well will be really ex interesting to hear. It is. I, I think that uh, one another one of our focus areas at the chamber is transportation mm -hmm. and mobility, and it's a whole lot more than just building more concrete lanes mm -hmm. for more people to get their cars on. Yeah. At some point in time, we will start to see these autonomous vehicles, which are based on AI, mm -hmm. and maybe we'll even see people where. And I'm I'm a guilty of this as much as the next guy. I'm the first person to get on the freeway alone in my truck mm -hmm. and, and along with the 50,000 other cars on I-45. For sure. But it'll be neat to see how there's a transition. And we're being told it's going to happen sooner than we think it will. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how that affects. You've already got autonomous uh, vehicles driving around, and, you know, Amazon and um, uh, FedEx and delivery mm -hmm. companies. Uh, in fact, it's funny, the uh, University of Houston has a food delivery program to the really? students that they, they use by robots. Wow. So this stuff is coming. And the neat thing about it is that they can really disrupt how we do things in a very positive way. And we just simply can't build enough roads. There's not mm -hmm. enough concrete, not enough land to build lanes out, especially in areas that have already had subdivisions built. And, and it's not... Um, it helps us move around, but it's not the best looking thing. Mm -hmm. So it'll be neat to see how AI uh, impacts uh, problems like, like transportation. For sure. 
We're seeing a lot of that even in the energy industry, working for Intergy. We um, just the number of growth, as you said, it impacts things like mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting ready to actually build a new natural gas generator up in Willis next to some of our existing units because of the growth we're seeing in the area. That's a and huge project. It's a there. huge, huge project. It's going to be actually almost a billion dollar investment into Montgomery mm-hmm. County. And with that, we're doing some upgrades to our metering infrastructure that will have more smart technology and allow two-way communications. So it's one of those things, I think there's so many opportunities for these innovative technologies to get plugged in in different aspects of our life. And I think the key is going to be how we make it a seamless transition if possible. So whether it's autonomous vehicles that are moving around and hopefully you don't notice it's an autonomous vehicle that's trying to parallel park on Market Street. That's right. Um, it will be really interesting just to see how they transition in and, yeah. and how seamless it becomes. It, it is, uh, technology has the ability to really help. Uh, we're seeing it in the healthcare industry as well. We're seeing some disruptions there with a couple of new companies that are out of Silicon Valley that look at it and they say uh, they can use technology to one of my favorite movies is a movie called Sneakers. It's got Robert Redford in it. I love that Sydney movie. Portier. I've seen that one. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, I think it's Robert Redford's old friend that they were caught hacking or yes, something. Yes, they were One hackers. got sent to jail, one yep. didn't. And it, it's a real good story. And, you know, you to love Robert Redford in the movie anyway. Um, and uh, Bill Kingsley, I think, is yep. the... And he's another great actor, of course, City Portier. But uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it. But one of the... Uh, Best lines, and this thing was in the '90s. I still have it on VHS. Oh, of course, there you go. How old it is? And uh, Bill Kingsley says that uh, the new gold, the new treasure, and I can't remember the exact line, but it's innovation. It's mm-hmm. it's information. Information. And if you, one of the things that uh, where I think that applies is we have a healthcare company called uh, uh, Valorum, mm-hmm. and they're partnered with another uh, provider, uh, health insurance provider called Sidecar where they can collect all the cash prices for different services in your area. Mm-hmm. So if you need an MRI, for instance, which I was fortunate to go have one at 545 this morning. It was a lot Gosh. of fun. But uh, they can take the information and they can, you can say, I need an MRI in this geographic area. And we'll call up all the providers. Really? And what their cash price is. Interesting. And you take your card in there. And you say, uh, you know, you, you don't really have to even get authorized because it's cash price. Mm-hmm. If you go through the normal insurance, Your there's a day or two or three way. Really? It's just hard to do. Interesting. But you go in and you say, okay, I want uh, an MRI. You get it scheduled. And then you pay the cash price. Mm-hmm. That provider gets paid immediately. Really? They so don't no have delay. to file with the insurance. There's no, no delay. delay. Wow. And by the way, the way it works, uh, the, the sidecar health insurance will take the average price for mm-hmm. that procedure. And if you find a place that you want to go to that's cheaper than that, they refund you the difference. Really, very cool program. It's it's and that those are the kind of things that are innovative. You know, we keep saying innovative. Those are innovative solutions that really can disrupt an exit, just like Uber did. For sure. So. Well, I was going to say, look at even like Blockbuster compared mm-hmm. to Netflix mm-hmm. or Amazon or Redbox. That's and right. I think there's a lot of examples of how if you're not changing and evolving with the times, you do get left behind. Even mm-hmm. if you were at one time the mm-hmm. premier company for that product, right. you have to be able to catch up. Um, I think about Polaroid even and yes. how it's changed. Kodak. That was to Kodak and yeah. how with a, a phone, who would have ever thought a phone would have mm-hmm. something that Thomas Edison created was going right. to be able to yep. disrupt a photography yeah. business. And so I think as 
businesses grow and the economies grow, mm -hmm. our individual industries almost become smaller as they overlap. Mm -hmm. And so you have to look at an opportunity to be able to bring it all together cohesively, mm -hmm. see where the overlaps are, because who knows, maybe a change in the healthcare industry is going to flow into the energy industry and change exactly. the way I do business. So I love that about the conference that it brings so many diverse industries mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and gives the opportunity to kind of draw those connections from mm -hmm. industry to industry. Because um, like you said, there's so much data out there, but if you're not doing something with it, it's kind of exactly. meaningless. I, I love the fact that I can, uh, that I'll have the ability to really understand my energy consumption mm -hmm. about what I do, yes. uh, what I use, when I use it, mm -hmm. and I leave the air conditioner on during the day. Yep. Where, you know, that. those high dollar bills you get in the summer, mm -hmm. if, if I know that information, then you can I, change your behavior. I can change my behavior. Yep. It leads to, uh, me saving money mm -hmm. as always being more efficient, which is always very important. Yeah. Um, we're seeing that with the Woodlands Water Agency, formerly WJPA, yep, that they're yep. doing the same thing where they have smart meters deployed in a lot of the houses. And now I can go and I can really find out information on, you know, for instance, I may have a water leak that I really don't know about, mm -hmm. uh, maybe inside, outside the house. But if I see my consumption go up, again, that's that other nugget of information that I can yep. finally take an action on and it's saving water, it's saving electricity, it's saving all those sure. things. So it's kind of neat. And we're really excited too, um, as again, the industry evolves, we start seeing, um, I'm going to pick on the iPhone again, you know, the mm -hmm. first iPhones came out and they were over a thousand dollars. They went back down in price and mm -hmm. now they're probably back up in price, but the amenities yes. you're getting now mm -hmm. with that same thousand dollars are exponentially um, exactly. more comprehensive. They're more detailed. They're they're just a much better product for the same mm -hmm. price. And so we're seeing that across various technologies as they become more prominent, as more people enter the market, the cost of the product goes down. Mm -hmm. So we've been even seeing that with things like solar panels. So right. it gives people an opportunity to have more control over mm -hmm. their electrical consumption. Mm -hmm. So we're actually piloting something for Entergy customers. We just start awaiting a kind of a sign up next to no list mm -hmm. where you can start putting solar panels in your house. And so wow. it's called Solarity. So we're really excited mm -hmm. to be doing that. And it's one of those things that the economy of scales is coming down. It makes it more affordable for mm -hmm. us to offer it to our customers. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited um, to be able to take advantage of mm -hmm. those. And as more people enter the market, like I said, it's uh, it brings the cost down for everybody and makes mm -hmm. it more accessible to the average person. And that's interesting. You mentioned solar panels. Uh, last year's Economic Outlook Conference mm -hmm. keynote, yep. luncheon keynote, was Mr. John Hoffmeister, who's a former CEO at Shell. Yes. And he was very, uh, very upfront, I mean, pretty bold statements about uh, that there are some people that expect wind and solar to replace fossil fuels. And his really uh, interesting explanation was, you just don't have the BTUs in that technology. Now, it can supplement, and it's going to be part of the overall solution. But in fo but fossil fuels, even though the industry is changing, are not going to go away. But the next 25 years are not going to be like the last 25 years. Yes, and sure. every industry is like that. Yes. So you've got to recognize those things and get ahead of the game. In fact, we were at the Great Houston Partnerships annual meeting mm -hmm. and loved their discussion or their speech uh, about how inter in energy has to change, mm -hmm. has to realize it's going to change. Yes. And Houston, being the energy capital of the world, should lead the change. For sure. We have it here. We have the innovation. We have the tools, we have the ability, we have the capital, um, we have the people. Now it's we've got to make that a priority, yes. and you've got to get ready. Um, so that'll be really interesting to see how. I think the next you know, decade or two, when you talk about all the 
technology that's going to happen. It's really kind of exciting. It is. I will actually, having this recorded today, it'll be really interesting mm -hmm. at the what, uh, the 64th annual That's right. AOC. That's right. 32 years from now, what yeah, will they be talking be, about? Be what will the keynote speakers mm -hmm. be? They might be yeah. laughing at some of the things that we thought were so innovative at the time. Yep. Oh, I see. Uh, Justin called up the quote for us from Sneakers. There it's, we go. It's about who controls the information, what we see and hear, how we work, what we think. It's all about the information. There you go. It's all about the information. Yeah. Justin's good. He's, he's a good he's producer. Really great. He takes care of us. <laughs> So a couple other speakers we have uh, at ESC. Again, it's February 21st at the Marriott, starting at 7.30 in the morning. We have Jesse Thompson, who's back again this year, came last year, was one of our highest rated speakers. He's with the Federal Reserve Bank. Yep. So uh, he gives a great overview of, we want people at the end of the day to leave this conference with some real tangible, applicable information that they can go back and, and will affect their businesses. And I think when you see something from Kevin, you see what Gil is going to say, and you see what Jesse's going to say. Those are some good economic figures you can see where, sure. where the economy's going, where jobs are going, where the different sectors of the economy are going. So Jesse will be great. And then we're rounding out with a really neat lunch and keynote. For sure. We've got Dr. Renu Kator from mm -hmm. University of Houston System. She is uh, the president of the University of Houston, and she just has such a fabulous story. I she does. Just have always admired her just as a strong woman in such a great position. And then the more we've been finding out about her as our keynote, mm -hmm. um, we're not going to spoil all the surprises for her story for you guys, but she has a really amazing story and it's just very inspiring, uh, as well as a wealth of knowledge in both just the educational section and then about the general economics of the region. It's going to be neat that uh, she has transformed the University of Houston. It is, is no longer... Uh, looked at is just the uh, the commuter school near mm -hmm. downtown. Yep. Uh, it is it's larger than uh, larger or about the same size I believe than University of Texas. I think Justin will keep me straight on that. But uh, you know A and M's about sixty thousand students. Ooh. But I think U H. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but U H is uh, yeah you Aggies. But uh, U H is around forty five forty six thousand students. It's a very large tier one research university, and we're, so we're proud to have Dr. Couture there, and it's. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. I think it's just really cool, too, how we have evolved the agenda over time, even, yes. that we have. You know, we start off with this kind of federal-level overview, kind of mm -hmm. maybe 50,000-foot view, and you know, mm -hmm. we then have a very granular view of our local woodlands area. We go back up a little mm -hmm. bit to Jesse at the state level, and mm -hmm. then we have a really great regional overview with Dr. Couture. And then yes. that innovation panel, I think, is almost your by industry cross-section of everything going on. So mm -hmm. I, I love how the agenda has kind of evolved over the years to give us those different perspectives mm -hmm. from both geographic and industry points of view. Exactly. And we uh, don't want to miss thanking all of our sponsors. Yes, for sure. Um, we could our, not do this without you guys. We, we really couldn't. And, and uh, the Chamber, as everyone knows, is a nonprofit uh, business community support organization. And we rely on chambers or on our, our members, our member businesses, and on sponsors for events mm -hmm. and uh, to fund our operations and the programs and services that we do. We could not be a chamber without members that pay dues, sponsors that sponsor events, and then volunteers that staff these events. Because uh, we only have about 10 employees at the chamber, and this economic outlook conference is going to take about 30 or 40 people. In fact, at our folder stuffing party, we had a record number, had 25 people in the room, 
usually it takes three or four hours to get all the folder stuff. And we got done in about 45 minutes. It was amazing. And we were all scared we were missing something. We thought we, we missed, missed something. something. <laughs> we didn't, we, we're not doing something right. But our, our two uh, lead sponsors, underwriters, we have Stibbs & Co. attorneys, uh, a local attorney firm. Uh, Stuart Lapp is a former uh, chairman of the board of the chamber. Um, Jack Stibbs, also a former chairman of the board. They've always been great supporters of the community, the chamber specifically, and the community in general. And then Petroleum Wholesale, Ryan Adoni, he's also a board member with us. And uh, those are significant uh, sponsorships. And then we have a whole bunch of other sponsors. It's, it's, we're very fortunate to have um, tables for uh, a lot of the businesses that sponsor. So I don't know if you have a little list there that we can go over some of those. Um, there you go. There we go. So we have um, our silver sponsors. We have Abby on Lake Windermere. We have Repsol, Sam Houston State University, the Toll Brothers, Jones mm -hmm. and Carter, Memorial Hermans, the Woodlands Medical Center, John Cooper School, the San Jacinto River Authority. Mm -hmm. And then for bronze sponsors, we have Prosperity Bank, Research Forest. We have Efficient Wealth Management, Blanton Advisors, LLC. Mm -hmm. Better Bookkeepers, Inc., ExxonMobil, Five Point Credit Union, Aqua Auto Wash, Heightened Leaders, Office Evolution, Conroe, and the Woodlands. And then we had a variety of underwriters for yes. everything from our printing, media stage, marketing, um, our lunch keynote speaker. We have a VIP speaker, um, mm -hmm. VIP reception sponsors. Um, we've just been so blessed to have so many great businesses supporting the chamber. I will say I met a mutual friend of ours recently, a guy named Jimmy, and he was quoting that um, back in the day, it was considered an honor and a privilege to be able to be a part of your local chamber wow. of commerce. That's right. And I think the honor and privilege is really ours to be able to work with all of our sponsors, but yes. we are just so blessed to have so many great companies in the area support mm -hmm. the chamber, um, the work that you guys do, the education. Mm -hmm. Um, everything that we do at, throughout the year, all the programs that we work on are yeah. because of sponsors like this. And our EOC, I think, is, other than Taste of Town, probably one of our largest attended events. Yes. We'll have around seven-ish hundred or so attendees. And uh, Taste of the Town, we get over 3,000 because it's a great community event. It brings everybody from all over the place, which is really, really neat. Um, a couple of the sponsors I wanted to mention. Yes. Uh, Wi-Fi sponsor. Yep. Uh, rights uh, uh, Technologies. Uh, which is also one of our providers, helps yep. us out. And we have uh, Cypress Brook, who's a commercial realtor firm, is the luncheon sponsor. And then the Strong Firm sponsors our VIP mm -hmm. reception. So we, again, we can't, we can't do events. We can't do chamber things that we need to do without the help of those guys. And we're very, very, very appreciative that they help us out. And our platinum sponsors that we are just so excited to have too, we've got Keenan Miller, We've mm -hmm. got Lone Star College, Haney and Company, Wood Forest National Bank, Consolidated Communications, Howard Hughes, Post mm -hmm. Oak Motor Cars. You've got the Woodlands Area Part, uh, Economic Development Partnership. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a who's who of businesses in the Woodlands. It is. It is. Isn't I it? feel like it's, I mean, I'm looking through this list, yeah. and we've got there's our, Intergy. Our gold Look at there, yes, Intergy. So it's showing up on go. the list. We've got Strait, Colliers yeah. International, Goldman Sachs, mm -hmm. Jay Beard, Houston Methodist, the Woodlands Hospital. Lean mm -hmm. Property Tax Advocates, Sunbelt, Office Systems of Texas, the Woodlands Christian Academy, Johnson Development Corporation, Chevron Phillips Chemical Company, the Woodlands Township, of course, Richmond Realty Company, Valorum Insurance, Luxury Living, MD Anderson Cancer Center of the Woodlands. Yeah. So we have got some really great opportunities um, from being able to work with these businesses and mm -hmm. the knowledge that they've brought forth on the committees yes. and being able to help out. 
And again, just we could not do this without each and every one of you, and you are so very appreciated. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And kind of towards that vein, uh, we've talked a little bit about it, the government affairs uh, or advocacy mm -hmm. portion of, uh, we have four different uh, focus areas that we develop our program of work to support, and one of those is advocacy and government affairs. And we have some events that are coming up there. In fact, we had a really neat meeting last Friday with somebody you might want to cover. We did, actually. We were having our Transportation Education Council, which is typically hosted the first Friday of the month, but mm -hmm. note that will be changing. That's right. Um, we had the county judge, Mark Keogh, come out and talk to us about the Thorough Player Plan. So mm -hmm. for those of you unfamiliar with that, that's kind of a 50-year outlook the community takes about everything from property acquirement for right-of-ways, what expansions they might need to be taking, but it's really a very high-level, long-term planning project versus granular line-item projects that you might see um, in maybe more localized mobility mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting just to kind of see how he's working with the local precincts and the local communities and cities for putting this together, as well as kind of directionally where they're thinking it's going to go. I think we sometimes take for granted that certain problems stop at county lines. So having mm -hmm. to work with Walker County and Harris County and Grimes County That's and right. working with regional groups like the Houston Galveston Area Council, mm -hmm. a lot goes into it. And I think sometimes when we're driving from point A to point B, we take advantage, take, take for granted something like that. Yes. And there's just so much work that goes into that. It's a huge amount of work, and it takes a lot of planning, a lot of coordination, and uh, we were very, that was one of the things that we talked to uh, Judge Keogh about uh, during his uh, election, was as a business community, we would love to see a county-wide thoroughfare plan that mm -hmm. prioritizes each and every project, yeah. because when you get a county-wide plan, you can select your top three, top five, top 20 projects, then you can go get funding. Yep. Because any time that you go to an outside source to fund, they want to make sure that the locality mm -hmm. is 100% behind it. Yes. So getting that thoroughfare plan identified and prioritized is just going to be crucial. Another thing we were excited to hear from Judge Keto uh, was that uh, Judge Keo was about flooding. Yes. And the drainage uh, task force. We are all hyper focused on that, and uh, we have had such. Uh, uh, devastating floods in our area with Amelda, Harvey, the tax day floods. Um, people have flooded that never flooded before. There's a lot of assumptions or myths or misconceptions about why things flood and how they flood. The, uh, uh, there are uh, questions about uh, the level of Lake Conroe, how that should be managed, how that affects those, our neighbors downstream in Kingwood. And again, like you say, roads, um, water, none of it cares about county lines. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these things, we're all neighbors and we all try to work together to be, uh, to understand each other's issues and listen yeah. and then find a way that we can all find something that's going to work for all of us. It's it's great that Harris County passed a two and a half billion dollar uh, flood package mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of stuff that, it, the key is to get that water out into the Gulf as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. So, uh, while the San Jacinto watershed in Lake Conroe is a very important feeder mm -hmm. down to Lake Houston. There are another four to six, I believe, watersheds that mm -hmm. feed into Lake Houston. And uh, the the key is then uh, how we get that through. Yeah. And they're working on that. And uh, they just need a little help from us mm -hmm. in the meantime. And I think we're going to be more than glad to help them out. But those are things that uh, we were very happy to hear from Judge Keogh about.
And speaking of water, we actually have a water event coming up next month, don't we? We do. We do. We're, uh, again, something we're excited about. We've talked to the Sanders Center River Authority. We've talked to Woodlands Waterway Agency. We've talked to QuadVest. And we've talked to the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. And the key to this, if you come to this meeting, which is going to be, I believe it's March 17th. I think that sounds right. At 4 p.m. Lone at Lone Star College, College yes. on Day, Research Forest. Wear your green. Oh, that's right. You have to wear green. <laughs> Don't get pinched. But if you come there, you just come away with an understanding of how water is managed mm-hmm. in Montgomery County because it's very complicated. And where the different jurisdictions are and how the MUDs interact with SGRA and w- or uh, 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 Woodlands Water uh, Agency and how that affects private drillers like QuadVest and Lone Star Groundwater, what their uh, what their role is. And it's very difficult to understand that. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, when we talk to them, our message is, guys, we're, we're not going to get in your business mm-hmm. because we'll never understand it. Yep. And it's very complicated and hydrologists are involved and it's, it's all this crazy stuff. But at, at the end of the day, what uh, we want to hear is that in 50, 75, 100 years that we're going to have water. Because I'll tell you, if you want to solve transportation issues, don't have water. Because nobody will live here. No one wants to live here. Ask people in Flint, Michigan, water's kind of important. Very big deal. And we have to guard it, and we have to be very careful, and we have to manage it from both a flooding perspective Mm -hmm. and a drought, because there was a drought not long ago. I remember when Lake Travis in Austin was dry. It was just mud. That was like 2011, wasn't it? 2015, I think so. It's not been that long ago. It wasn't that long. We're we're all hyper-focused now Mm -hmm. on floods, because that's where we've experienced the most recent thing, but... These agencies get together and focus on the overwatering and the underwatering. And if, by the way, if you're watering your lawn right now, please stop. <laughs> I heard a number, and, and again, uh, our, our friendly Justin uh, producer can do research can on do it. Research. But I, I heard a number that said 80 to 90 percent of our water usage, and it may be just residential water usage, mm-hmm. still a significant part, is what we put on our lawns. Yeah. And then it runs out into the street, and you know, our sprinklers Floods aren't are done yard. right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I, you know, I take a jog around my neighborhood, and I see sprinklers going off on you know, January fifteenth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you, know. you don't need to change the, your timers. Summer, the, winter. It doesn't. Yeah, the, the the grass is dormant now. But and again, it, that's some part of that information. If you understand yeah. that you're using water, it it's costing more because uh, it costs more to get water out of the ground now. Yep. Just the sheer affects the economy. It happens that way. I think a lot of it, whether you're talking about mobility, water, electricity, mm-hmm. energy, even healthcare, a lot of it's just about sustainability yeah. and trying to mm-hmm. maintain things and hopefully grow them. Because you know they yeah. say if you're not growing, you're dying. That's so, right. There's no tread in water. For sure. And mm-hmm. I think our community has just been blessed in so many different ways that we are really just I think it's just focusing on sustainability and how to make the Mm -hmm. legacy that we have been blessed with continue on and grow Mm -hmm. and continue to be better for generations. And that's caring for our water, caring for our earth, caring for our environment. Mm -hmm. It's caring Mm -hmm. for our businesses. And that's something that I think the chamber just is so important of is caring for our businesses and supporting them. Mm -hmm. And um, especially some of our smaller businesses, they may not have access to some of the resources that some of our larger employers have. And you guys help fill that gap in so Mm -hmm. many different ways. That's true. That that is uh, our our hope as a chamber is that we can convene people together to talk about issues and do it in a a uh, honest, 
uh, in a way that's uh, that has integrity, um, in a way that has respect. There's way too much, you know, keyboard warriors now mm -hmm. and doing this on this and that on on social media. And I, we found that when we get all the right people in the room, and uh, we we put the facts out on the table and get the emotion out of the way, yeah. that more times than than not, a, a solution presents itself. That it's not the perfect solution, mm -hmm. but it's one that people can agree to agree and to. live with. And it's really easy to say no, mm -hmm. and a lot of people just want to say no. But it's kind of like when I talk to my wife about going out to dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to go out to dinner? Yes. Okay, we'll have it this place. No, I don't like that place. We'll have it this place. No, I like. Well, okay, well, we got to decide one way. I mean, we're both hungry. We're going to eat. Where do we? We got to figure out if it's going to be Chinese or barbecue. But we got to figure you it know out. Know the trick to that? You say I'm taking you out. Oh, you've you told you me that before. Yes. And then when you go to the first place she names, uh -huh. that's right. <laughs> you, I forget that. Now Amy will know, and I'll. Now Amy the gig will know. Is You're up, welcome, you know, Amy. She won't even know. It, sorry. <laughs> I love that's. I'm not. I'm not that smart. See, I'm just not that smart. But, uh, but anyway, so we have other events coming up as well. Uh, so we talked about the Water Forum Economic oh. Outlook Conference. Whistle, whistle stop. stop. We've got Whistle Stop there coming go. up on February 26th. Mm -hmm. So and that's another one we're actually going to be hosting at the Lone Star College Systems Offer Research. Mm -hmm. But and, this it, is, and by the way, I want to stop you there too. Because Lone Star has been a tremendous, tremendous partner. partner with us. Huge partner. That for they us. allow us to use that excellent facility, and it is it's centrally located. It's plenty of parking. It's a, it's a, a it holds the amount of people that we need. Yep. They've been a great community Huge partner with community us. Well. Partner. So support your local community college, guys. Yep. Um, but Whistle Stop is going on on February 26th. For those of you, I hope you all know, but early elections start on February 18th, mm -hmm. and they'll be running, I think, through the 28th. And mm -hmm. so we have on the 26th going on a Whistle Stop tour, and it's kind of the traditional Whistle Stop for those of you mm -hmm. who are not familiar with it. It's an opportunity for the candidates that are running for election to be able to come up and do like a three-minute stump speech. So the Chamber has worked hard to get all of these candidates together in one room and give the opportunity for residents and Chamber members to be able to come out and hear directly from the candidates. So you have an opportunity to form your own opinions and to see if they're talking to the issues that are important to you. And so it's a really, really great opportunity. And it's another one that we could not do without our very valued sponsors. But mm -hmm. it's going to be from 4 to 7 at Lone Star College Offer Research on February 26th. And uh, we just really look forward to having everybody out there. We've got so many great candidates running. And I know I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about each of them and, yes. and hear mm -hmm. um, what some of their agendas and, and priorities are for their campaigns. It, it's just the absolute best opportunity to, and I, I realize everyone's busy, mm -hmm. and you might live in the woodlands and vote here, but you commute downtown to Houston, mm -hmm. and you come back, and you're trying to get kids to soccer, and get kids in, you know, fed, and, you know, dinner, and, yeah. and uh, get them to bed, and, and focus on homework and things, but if you can take one evening and come out and hear the candidates for county commissioner, for yes. state rep. For, there's a lot of important judge, judge races judge there. Races yes, the, the 457. There's uh, yep. four candidates there. Um, we have a new federal uh, federal court, the yep. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, I believe, yep. which is a new a new court because of you know the Texas is more yep. people growth in the area. So uh, it's great, and, and every piece, of, everybody that's getting elected has an important piece of managing our quality of life. For sure. And when you think about the different uh, township uh, elections, um, it's just uh, even uh, uh, precinct county yep. uh, chairs. Uh, there, there's a, 
uh, and how they shape their respective parties, Republican and Democratic parties. So there's yeah. there's a lot of, and it's very difficult. So we try to make it easy. You can come, you can meet people, oh, and you get it in and you get out. And you're not going to meet everybody. I mean, I can't keep up with it all, and I, yeah, I should. Yeah, for sure. But... This is as great of an opportunity as you're going to get to it be really able to do is. it in one false swoop. It really is. And I know with it being a presidential year, a lot of people really focus on the national level. Yes. But I, I know I feel very strongly that our precedences and our basic way of life, those mm-hmm. decisions are really are made so much at the local level. So these local yeah. elections are so critical. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think we've seen nearby communities that just one election... So um, it can change the whole view and, yes, and trajectory that a community mm-hmm. is taking, whether it's taking opportunities for growth, whether mm-hmm. it's um, employment support. But mm-hmm. these elections, these votes can very quickly change that sustainability we talked yep. about that a community is experiencing. Mm-hmm. So it is it's a really great way to get involved in your local community and actually make a difference with some of these local elections. So we, we highly mm-hmm. recommend everybody going out and and utilizing the primaries as a, as a way to, to, to have a voice. That's right. It's an excellent way to just learn about what's going on. Yes. About what's going on. So it's a good deal. And I think we have a couple of other events coming up in April. Or may anything we're missing before we get to those? I'm trying to think. I know in March we have one of our business advocacy councils on March 20th. Yes. Um, we are TBD on our speakers, but I'm mm-hmm. really excited for the potential lineup we have. We're just waiting for a few more confirmations before we announce those. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's on Friday, April 17th, we have the business advocacy council. And I mm-hmm. believe we have the Houston area the Houston Galveston Area Council coming to speak. Mm-hmm. And so that's another one we're bringing in one of our regional liaisons to come talk to us and share what's going on. Um, and then I'm also really excited starting, I think April, May, we're going to be working on legislative priorities for next year. So that's we talk right. about elections, you know, yep. our own state legislator will be meeting in 2021 and we start mm-hmm. a year early to start mm-hmm. working um, just figuring out what's important to our members and to our community about issues that are important to you that you want to make sure your voice is heard up in Austin. And that is something that's really important. I think we're all very proud that we are uh, getting out ahead of, <coughs> excuse me, out ahead of those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are working with our other chambers of commerce. Uh, we develop a, a, uh, a more, uh, a broader uh, legislative priority yes. list. And then we coordinate with all the area chambers of commerce and come up with a shorter list that we can all push and support. And it's usually a lot around uh, transportation, flooding. We've had health care, health insurance on that. And then we meet in the, around the September time frame with all of our state legislators, mm-hmm. and typically all at one time, yep. and talk about these are our business community and our county's priorities. And we're not just going to lay these at your feet and say, Okay, here's our order to work mm-hmm. on it. We are here's what's important to us. We know it's important to you as well. How can we get together? How can we collaborate? If you need us to bring a busload of of um, interested business community leaders to Austin to testify in a hearing, we'll do that. And uh, it is amazing the working relationship that we have, not only with our, our fellow chambers, but also with our state legislators. I, I think they appreciate the fact that we want. We don't want to just throw stones over the wall at them. Yeah. We, we want to help them accomplish uh, something that's good for all of us. And active partnerships. And active Yeah, it's a great way I think that's really that's what the perfect. Chamber is about, is developing those partnerships and those yes. relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I heard a great thing the other day that was chambers are not about networking, they're about relationship building. That's right. And so I love y'all being the conduit, whether it's to our local legislators, mm -hmm. our local county judge, mm -hmm. but being able to open those doors to relationships to make mm -hmm. my business and my personal life a more yes. better one. It, it really, I heard somebody tell me the other day that uh, uh, if you're not, uh, what is it, if you're not invited to the meeting or if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. <laughs> you know, and uh, we represent over 1,500 businesses, and they are working on their business. They don't have time to, uh, in some cases, to attend a mm -hmm. meeting on I-45. Yeah. So you know what? We're invited as the chamber, so we represent you, and we carry your voice into that room. And there's a, this is a, an, an event we attended at TechStock a couple of weeks ago. There's a something called a PEL study on I-45 mm -hmm. right now, and. I think every one of us gets on I-45 at some point in time. And every one of us waits in traffic on I-45 at some point in time. And we're all frustrated about it. And again, that goes back to how many, how much concrete can you put down. But TechStot does this study where, and I don't remember what PEL stands for, but it's basically, it's a very uh, uh, regimented approach about how they decide what to do about all that traffic. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the Hardy Toll Road in 99 all converging going down from 25 lanes to eight. And, you know, we've all waited in, in line there. And it's always worrisome. I just make it a hearty toll road so I can, don't miss my flight. Yeah. But uh, they have come out with some uh, kind of what they call concepts or guiding principles. Not specific. They want to get, they've, they've really done a good job at trying to get a lot of information out uh, and request information from people. And they've uh, collected that information and they haven't gotten as much as they would like. And you just look on the textile website. You can Fill out the survey. Anybody can. Yeah. They want any and everything that they can get. Oh, good. Planning and environmental leakages study. Thank you, Justin. That's perfect. And it's so it's it takes a long time, mm -hmm. but it does so they can get a lot of input. They get ahead and, of it. And yeah, get ahead of it. And not only are they talk about I forty five, but it's uh, it's the entire corridor. Mm -hmm. So it's the Hardy Toll Road. Yep. And one of the goals that we've taught that's very important to us, and we love that we have the Houston Port, and it's a huge part of our economy. One of the things we'd like to see is how do we get all those container trucks up north of Conroe, north of Huntsville, because they want to go up and hit other interstates and For go sure. north and go up to Chicago or New York or something like that. Centers. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to be in the woodlands or Conroe. They want to be out. They want to. Yeah. They're traveling north of Texas. So, how can we uh, help the railways mm -hmm. uh, to uh, in pricing mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, they encourage the shippers to because the that takes up a lot of room on the road when you have semi-trucks. For sure. And, again, I, I come from a family full of truck drivers. But one of the issues is they uh, they cause a lot more damage. We heard from TxDOT that one semi-truck, I think, causes a, as much damage as 100 passenger vehicles yep. to a uh, uh, to a road. So we all know that's there's a cost to that. For but, sure. For sure. But I guess we're, so we're about close to wrapping up. We okay. can go over a couple of other events that we have. Sounds great. Uh, April 21st is our community job fair. Yep. From 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. And that's at Lone Star College. Again, we are partnering with them uh, because they have a great facility. And we, I think we set up in the University Center at Lone Star College, up on 242. So a lot of our events are at Lone Star, but some are at 242 location. Some are at the systems office on Research, Research. Forest. So pay attention to that. But we'll be up there, and we'll be setting up in the University Center. We'll probably have about 40 or so businesses, 40 right. or 50, that are looking to hire people. 
And if you're looking to make a change or you're in school and you're looking to do something different or start your first job or you're in college, this is a great, uh, great opportunity for you. Yeah. And then in May, May 16th, we have the Health, Wellness, and Fitness Expo. And Market Street will be hosting us again. We always pray for good weather. Are you going to go yoga again? Uh, I, I don't think we're going to have goat yoga again. They, uh, we, we all enjoy the ghosts, but I think they were kind of one and done. I think this time we're doing puppy yoga or puppy something. Puppy yoga, I like It's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll have some sort of interaction with, yeah, who doesn't love puppies? Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, we'll have 40 or 50 of, again, this is a medical centered community and we love that. There's a whole nother segment of that economy that's beyond the hospitals. It's clinics, it's chiropractors, it's nutrition, it's gyms. And uh, they are all there to talk about what they can do to help make us all healthier. So great. Thank you for being well, here. Thanks so much for having me, JJ. Yeah. I know. Did you have fun? I did. Are you going to come back? I, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, you know, at Energy, we talk a lot about um, diversity, inclusion, and belonging. Yeah. And I have to say, big shout out to the chamber. It was a big turning point getting involved with you guys and actually feeling like I belong in my community. And I just really appreciate you guys for being mm -hmm. that, providing that opportunity and those relationships to really be able to feel like I'm a part of the Woodlands right. and the Woodlands thank area. You. So thank you, JJ, for all yeah. that you guys do. And thanks for having me here today. And well, you, you do a lot for us. We appreciate it. Happy to thank help. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. And we will uh, close it up for today. And Sounds we good. look forward to seeing you at our next podcast. See you guys.